Chapter 1 The reel screeched, nearly jerked the pole from my fingers. Whoa! I death-gripped my rod. Got a live one! Go easy. Ben's dark brown eyes radiated caution. The line will snap if you're not careful. Turn point. Loggerhead Island. Ben Blue and I were perched upon a wide stone ledge twenty feet above the Atlantic Ocean. We'd been there an hour, with no bites. Until now. What do I do? First time on a spinner and my mind was blank. I wiped a sweaty palm on my gray polo shirt. Both hands on the rod. I could tell Ben itched to take over, but was suppressing the urge. Let the fish run a bit, reel back slowly, then let it run again, but stay alert. That tackle isn't designed for sport fishing. I followed his instructions, letting my catch tire itself out. Finally, a wiggling silver streak flashed in the surf just below. Ben whistled as he ear-tucked his shoulder-length black hair. That's a big boy. Nice haul. Thanks. Tag in? My arms were burning from the extended tug-of-war. This monster's not a quitter. Ben took over, muscles straining beneath his black tee and cut-off khakis. Of all the virals, he was the strongest by far, and the most connected to nature. Ben spent most of his free time outdoors and had a deep, coppery tan to prove it. The Blue family claims to have descended from the Siwi tribe, a local Native American group that disappeared from the pages of history three centuries ago. There's no way to prove it, of course. Just don't tell Ben that. Ben's small boat, Siwi, was our primary means of transportation. He'd used the old 16-foot Boston Whaler runabout to explore dozens of Charleston's barrier isles, and learned the best fishing spots, like this one. Moments later, a gleaming, flopping captive dangled from the end of my line. Ben reeled it up to eye level. My catch was silver, a foot and a half long and covered with small, loose scales. A thin trail of blood leaked from its mouth. King Mackerel. Ben removed the hook and lifted the fish by one gill. Twenty pounds, a pretty good size. Glad he didn't break loose. The beleaguered fish gulped air, futilely searching for oxygen. Our eyes locked. Suddenly, I wasn't having so much fun. Throw him back. What? Ben frowned. Why? This species is good eating. Or we could sell him at the fish market in Folly Beach. The mackerel's jaw continued to work, opening and closing, but with less vigor now. A bubble formed at the tip of its mouth, burst. Throw him back, I repeated sharper this time. Fishface still has some living to do. Ben scowled, but knew better than to argue. Over the past year, the boys had come to accept my stubbornness and the fact that I didn't lose too many arguments. Not when I dug in my heels. Just like my Aunt Tempe. You may have heard of her. Dr. Temperance Brennan, world-famous forensic anthropologist. Some just call her the Bone Lady. She's my great-aunt, a wonderful fact I learned only after my mother's accident, when I moved in with my dad, Kit. She's also my role model. My idol. Only everything I ever want to be. I might as well wear a what-would-Tempe-do necklace 24-7. My greatest ambition is to be as good a scientist as Tempe, to solve cases like she does. Leave my mark. Okay, pal. Ben gripped our captive at both ends. Count your blessings that my friend here is a total softy. He took one stride and tossed the mackerel back down to the sea. It hit the water and, with a flick of its tail fin, disappeared from sight. We caught him, I said. That's the fun part. For us, at least. 
I doubt that fish would agree. Whatever. Ben began packing our gear. Let's go find the others. I must have given up by now. I secured hooks to poles, then scanned the ledge for trash. It'd been nice fishing alone with Ben. The two of us didn't spend much one-on-one time together, and he often went mute when High and Shelton were around, probably because those two never let anyone get a word in edgewise. Ben was already sixteen, the oldest of the virals. He even had a driver's license. That should have made him our leader, but he preferred letting me make the decisions. Which was surprising since I was fourteen and youngest, the only girl, and still learning about our home city of Charleston. But Ben usually let me have my way. And he's a cutie, I had to admit, even though I only thought of him as a brother. Ben fascinated me, but he could be maddening, too. It was often impossible to read what was going on behind that intense gaze.